Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals have more coaching vacancies to fill. The Hershey Bears will face Charlotte in round two of the Calder Cup playoffs. And Zach Fish joins us from Chocolate Town to preview the series. Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, April 24th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. Just days after the team announced that it had parted ways with head coach Peter Laviolette, Two assistant coaches have also agreed to go their separate ways. The Caps announced last week that both Kevin McCarthy and Blaine Forsyth will not return next season. Forsyth joined the Capitals as a video coach prior to the 2006-2007 season, a span of 17 years with the organization in various capacities. McCarthy was with the team as LaViolette's longtime lieutenant over the last three seasons, just completing his 33rd year as a coach in the professional ranks. The club also announced last week that the remainder of the coaching staff, assistant coach Scott Allen, along with video coaches Brett Leanhart and Emily Engelnatsky, will all return next season. While the season has been over for Washington at the NHL level for the last week and a half, the Hershey Bears are just now getting started with the Calder Cup playoffs later this week. After earning a bye in the first round, Hershey now knows its round two opponent, and it will be the Charlotte Checkers. The Bears enter the series as the number two seed in the Atlantic Division, while the Checkers are the number three seed. Charlotte, the top AHL affiliate of the Florida Panthers, won a winner-take-all Game 3 on Saturday night against Lehigh Valley in round number one by a 6 to nothing final. It's a best-of-five second-round matchup with the first two games in Charlotte at Bojangles Coliseum. Game 1 will be this Friday at 7, Game 2 the very next night at 6, and the rest of the series, for however long it goes, will be at Giant Center in Hershey. Game 3 is set for Wednesday, May 3rd at 7 o'clock, with Game 4, if needed, the very next night, Thursday, May the 4th. Should the series go the distance, Game 5 going to be Sunday, May 7th, a 5 o'clock start along Hershey Park Drive. We have said it here before, and we say it again now, especially if you're missing your playoff hockey fix. It's a two-hour drive north, even closer if you're in Maryland, and there's no better place to watch hockey outside the NHL than Giant Center. There's also a whole lot of familiar names in the lineup for the Bears this postseason. Hopefully a championship run will energize some Caps prospects as we head toward next season. All right, so joining us on the show this morning to preview round two, happy to have with us the voice of the Bears. You also know him as my backup here. You heard him several times this season on the Capitals Radio Network. Zach Fish joining us here on Caps this morning. Zach, best time of year, playoff hockey back in Hershey. What's the mood like in Chocolate Town around as the postseason gets underway? Yeah, it's definitely an exciting time. I mean, these last few years have been odd uh, with the COVID pandemic and really everything keeping the Bears with two strong teams around that 
that time at bay from chasing the 12th Calder Cup that they so desire. But this is a real special group here in Hershey, and the attitude and the feeling right now is just chomping at the bit to get going. The Bears had a first-round bye with the quirky playoff format that they utilize in the American Hockey League. So before they drop the puck, they're going to have 13 full days off between games, and that's been a challenge for the coaching staff, the players, to kind of navigate through this time. But everybody's chomping at the bit, ready to get going now that we know it's the Charlotte Checkers and are ready to hit the road for Charlotte here this week. 13 days is like an offseason. That's certainly a big challenge for Todd Nelson, no doubt. Mentioned earlier the familiar names to Caps fans, Zach, in a lineup. Glad for Alexei Protus to get some playoff time there. Joe Snively's back. Tell us where some of the guys who have seen time in Washington this season may slot in for round two against Charlotte. Yeah, those guys are going to be a big part of the team's success going forward if the Bears are able to make a run and uh, welcoming them with open arms. And we saw a completely different Bears lineup in the regular season finale than we did the day prior to that because of Washington missing the playoffs and those guys coming down. It was a completely different looks with the likes of Joe Snively and Beck Malenstein back, as well as Alexei Protus, who has only played nine games this season with the Bears. Guys like them are going to be key pieces of Hershey's lineup. You know, I would see Protus is probably slotting in on the third line, but he can play up and down the lineup. That's just because there's some pretty good chemistry in the top six right now. He'll be a guy that'll be utilized on the power play. Snively is uh, an elite forward that is going to be utilized quite a bit. He's a big scorer at this level. And, and then Beck Malenstein, he got the cup of coffee at the start, unfortunately got injured. Maybe things would have gone differently where he could have been up all year in Washington. He had a real good audition at the end as well. You know, he's a playoff hockey type of player and exactly Exactly the guy you want. He's going to be on your fourth line. He's going to be your first penalty killer over the boards. Then you have the likes of some of the young prospects as well. The Connor McMichaels, the Hendricks LaPierre's that are getting their first taste of American Hockey League playoffs. And that's a real exciting thing for these guys to embrace that challenge too. On the subject of those guys, Zach, we didn't see Connor McMichael much after the first couple of months of the season here. Hendricks LaPierre, his first real pro season what has the season been like for those guys especially in the second half coming down the stretch getting ready for the postseason what kind of years did they have and what are they going to be leaned on for in the Calder Cup playoffs yeah, Connor McMichael really had a good season in Hershey and really had a good second half. He probably was the club's hottest player in the last couple months of the season. He had a 10-game point streak for a while there in the month of March and was really leading the charge for the Bears offensively. And with Mike Scarbosa a little banged up, Hershey's leading scorer and top center to end the season, McMichael was getting time on the first line. He's also been a key part of the power play, quarterbacking it at times, uh, running the center point in a five-forward formation on the power play. Bears have gone away from that a little bit late in the season. The power play wasn't necessarily their forte, but McMichael was picking up quite a bit of assists and leading the charge there. So he's been real good. I think his last 15 games he had 10 points, scored some big goals for the Bears, and he's a confident player. And he's saying everything right and doing everything right. His work ethic has been through the roof. He's not pouting that he's down in Hershey. He's embracing this challenge and he wants to win. And I know he likes the bright lights. Uh, he had some key success as far as his time at the World Juniors his time in the Ontario Hockey League playoffs. He's ready to be playing these meaningful games for the first time in a while. He's definitely a guy that is going to be the second-line center and get quite a bit of big minutes, especially on the power play. Lapierre, on the other hand, is expected for a, a young player that's dealt with injuries that hasn't really played a full season in a long time. He was up and down this year, started really hot, cooled quite a bit mid-season in February,
Murray actually in Charlotte. Todd Nelson sat him down for a couple of games and challenged Hendricks LaPierre and said, look, watch the game and watch some of these players and see how hard they have to play these older guys to stay in this league and how much work that it takes to be a professional. And Hendricks took that message and he ran with it and really had a good last month and a half of the season. Snapped a 15-game goalless drought, finished the year with 15 goals and 30 points, had a hat trick against the Checkers late in the season on April 8th. So he's a guy that's getting hot at the right time and is learning what it takes to be a professional. He obviously burst on the scene in Washington, scoring in his debut, but it takes more than just that to, to stick at the National Hockey League level. So the trials and tribulations of year one for him, seeing him grow quite a bit. And I think he's ready and excited to be playing really meaningful games here too in the postseason. Sounds like a lot of good news on both of those guys. And that's certainly good news in these parts. Cap's going to have some holes up front to potentially fill to get younger and faster. I want to ask you about goaltending. Obviously so important this time of year at any level. How do you anticipate the goalies lining up for the postseason there? Is there a clear cut number one? Has it been more by committee? I know with a lot of two and twos, three and threes that everybody gets work, but how does the goaltending shape up here going into game one on Friday? Yeah, the Bears really have a great situation right now with Zach Fucali and with Hunter Shepard. Hunter Shepard, to me, was the standout goaltender. He was the team MVP. Frankly, I think he should have been an all-star. Frankly, he should have made at least the all-second team. No one was besting Calgary's Dustin Wolf, one of the best goalie prospects out there for that one spot. But Shepard, all season, had been neck and neck with him for best in the league in goals against average and finished with a pretty tidy 2.18 goals against average. You'll take that. He is a battler, a competitor. Unfortunately, didn't get any time in Washington when he was up. He's an older prospect. He's 27 and was in the collegiate ranks, but he just continues to grow and develop. And I think for me, he's a guy that's going to steal you a game or two in the playoffs. So I think if you pick your game one starter right now, it's Hunter Shepard. And I think that there is some back-to-backs in the Charlotte series. So you're going to need likely two goaltenders, depending on how the series goes with the potential of goaltenders being taxed in long overtime situations. But Shepard, to me, has earned the net with his play throughout the entire season. Didn't finish the year the strongest with his last start, but his overall body of work in the last two months of the year certainly deserve that game one start. But him and Zach Fucali each finished with over 20 victories. The only goaltending tandem in the AHL to have 20 victories between two different guys. So Hershey's kind of got uh, a real good situation on their hands that if one guy falters, they can go to the other. But for me, I think Shepard's your game one starter and we'll see where it goes from there. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him get the lion's share of the net if his play continues to dictate it. It's a good point, too, that two goalies so important for the Stanley Cup playoffs, maybe even more important for the Calder Cup playoffs when you've got those back-to-backs mixed in. Zach, one more for you. 2010, that's a long time ago, 13 years without a cup in Hershey. Seems to be a lot of good buzz around this team heading into the playoffs. What needs to happen for this team to go on a deep run? Well, look, it's a deep, deep team here in Hershey, and they hope they can make a deep run. You're right. 13 years is a long time. The fans have high expectations here in Hershey, and you're reminded of it every time you walk in the rink, and all you see are the Calder Cup banners hanging high above, and there's a space for that 12th banner, and the fans are expecting it and anticipating it. There is a lot of buzz around this team, and I think it's deserved. There are going to be guys sitting out in game number one that have been components of this lineup that have been critical all year long, and that's the great thing about it. It's 
It's a selfless group that knows that they're completely bought in and they're going to be ready when the opportunity arises. But I looked at the lines in practice the other day and they probably will change ahead of game one, but it is a group that you can roll four lines out that are going to be scary good offensively with some guys like Dylan McElrath and Aaron Ness that have quite a bit of playoff experience on the back end to guide the likes of a young prospect like Vincent Iorio is getting his first professional playoff taste. So there's a real good mix of veterans. There's a real good mix of talented young players. What I think needs to happen is the Bears need to continue to be a team that jumps on teams early. They're one of the best teams in the league in the first period, heavily outscoring their opponents, scoring the first goal nearly 50 times this year. And when they scored first, they often won. But at times, they let leads slip away. They go up 2-0 or 3-0 in a game, and that would evaporate. And one that they should have won and should have run away with, they didn't go for the jugular. They let it slip between their fingers. And that's something that has to be out of their repertoire in the playoffs. To me, they're a team that has to be a little bit better than they were for the majority of the season. And they were good in the last month on the power play. Special teams will have to be key. But I think it's a team that makes sure that they have the ability to roll four lines. They're ready to play playoff hockey. But I wonder how the layoff is going to affect them in games one and two. They traditionally have not been great in Charlotte. I think the stat is something like just four wins since the 17-18 season in Charlotte since the Bears started playing the Checkers again and a lot of losses mixed in there in the Bojangles Coliseum. So they have their work cut out right away. Providence is next. That's a team that dominated Hershey in the regular season. You don't want to put the cart before the horse, but the division is really difficult. The Atlantic division is stacked again. So in my opinion, if the Bears are able to get out of the Atlantic division, they have a real good shot to go on that run. And it starts with Charlotte, a, a team that they were 3-3-1 and against this year. 3-3-1-1, and I should say, against this year. To your point, they didn't have that complete lineup. There was no Alexi Protis for the majority of those games. So if the chemistry is able to be there with it being a completely stacked group, the sky's the limit for this team. If they can get the special teams in order, if they make sure that letting leads slip out of their hands like they did quite a bit this season is now out of their repertoire, I think they're going to be in a real good spot because they start fast. They just got to finish strong in the postseason and really have that shutdown defensive style that'll win you championships. Well, Zach, we look forward to covering the series here on Caps this morning. We're going to have all sorts of game reports from the best of five coming up here on the show. I hope you, sir, are calling games into June. We'll have you back here early and often as long as the Bears keep playing. Thanks very much for getting up with us here this morning, Zach. Hey, appreciate it, John. We'll see you in Chocolate Town. Our thanks to Zach Fish for joining us. No matter where you are, if you can't get to Hershey, you can hear every minute of the Bears postseason run right here on Caps Radio 24-7. Listen live at CapsRadio247.com starting this Friday at 7 o'clock from Charlotte. We'll have more coverage later this week to get you ready for the series. In the meantime, have a great Monday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.